Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. A little bit of a yacht yacht rock theme for today's show. Opened up with some Christopher Cross. And this text comes in from Dale. He says, Bob, Christopher Cross is one of the most underrated guitarists in rock history. And this is coming from a Hendrix, Clapton, Jimmy Page, Jack White fan. And Dale adds, I also was a fan of Earl Campbell and Dan Pastorini. Of course, there's the video with Christopher Cross back in the day uh, sporting the Earl Campbell jersey. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Another texter says, Simon Bob, uh, we were talking about uh, Video Killed the Radio Star, whether or not that was directed towards Christopher Cross. He says, Bob, I thought the Video uh, Killed the Radio Star was about you. The camera adds about 15 pounds, right, from Simon? Simon, I'd say closer to 25. But uh, let's get a different perspective on this. We're going to head off to Vegas, kind enough to join us, courtesy of our friends at Abe's Door Service, where services are specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. He just dropped a 32 thought, so we welcome back to the show from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? That Christopher Cross line was pretty funny, i got to say. I was laughing when I heard that. Yeah? Yeah? You digging it? I mean, do you have I, any- I loved... I love Christopher Cross. I know that makes me seem even more wimpy than normal, but the guy has... We dropped there for a second. Let's see if we can circle back. There we go. You were saying uh, you love Christopher Cross. The guy had what? Sorry, Elliot? He had a few years there where he was hitting them into the fifth deck. Like, he had some big hits. Oh, yeah. No question about it. All right. Uh, lots going on. I'd like to get your take on the worst-kept uh, worst secret in the National Hockey League over the last uh, couple of weeks. Brad Trail living to Toronto. How do you think he did in his opening presser and all that kind of stuff? Well, look, the, the biggest thing about tree living was the first media conference, don't pour gasoline on the fire. And I, I think that's exactly what he did. He said, look, I'm not uh, – he, he, he didn't do that. He said Matthews was priority number one. He talked about the possibility of keeping Keith. He said it's hard to find talent and you bet on talent, but I'm not going to – you know, I'm not going to say that we won't make changes if there's a need to make changes. But as he said, he, he's not going to do it for the sake of it. It was, you know, it was everything that needed to be said. And he's got a lot of work to do in a very short period of time. And I think the two biggest decisions right now, honestly, Bob, are Matthews and uh, and Keith. And I don't think Matthews is getting traded or anything like that. But I do think that they're going to try to get an answer for him for July 1st when his no trade kicks in. Um, do you foresee him if he does stay signing a max term length deal? No, I, I don't see a max term length for him. I see, you know what, Bob, I, I have played this around in my head. I the, I see anything from three to six years. I do think he's going to sign. So do I. I, I do think he's going to stay. And, but I, but I just, and I think it's going to be the biggest AAV deal in the league, uh, for now until uh, a couple guys in Edmonton become free agents. Um, but, or eligible for the next contracts, I should say. I don't right. want anyone to freak out out there. Um, but I do think when he signs it, it'll be the biggest AV deal in the league. We're joined by Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service. He, of course, one of the most plugged-in men in the business. Kyle Dubas, president and interim GM in Pittsburgh. Your thoughts? Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, I think that once... 
that once Pittsburgh, once he was let go, fired, not contract extended, whichever one you prefer, Bob, I think it was just a matter of time until Pittsburgh got in there and they called him the next morning and met with him two days later. He's the guy they wanted. They were prepared to give him a little bit of time. Um, you know, I, I definitely think, you know, some people are ripping Dubas for saying he was only going to be the GM in Toronto and not in Pittsburgh. Like, to me, people have got to grow up. Like, that's life. Uh, you, one day you think one thing, the next day the world changes around you and you have to adapt. I have no doubt, and after watching him yesterday and, and a number of texts I got yesterday, he wants to prove that Toronto was wrong. He's competitive, and uh, I, I think he's happy to have the Fenway machine behind him. I think that really appealed to him, and uh, he has the authority. I think that really appeals to him, and uh, I think he wants to prove that Toronto was wrong. And I think the Pittsburgh-Toronto rivalry is, if it wasn't already good, it's going to get even better. Uh, all right. Uh, do you have any insight as to, he says he's interim GM, uh, yeah. I've had different people suggest to me, you know, what about a guy like Matthew Darsh? What about Chaika? Um, could there... I, no, I, I don't see, I don't see that'll be Chaika. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think that I'm <laughs> like one thing about the, one thing about the, uh, uh, the the Penguins is they interviewed a lot of up-and-comers. Like, they interviewed a lot of people who I don't think they ever thought were going to get the position Dubas got, but they wanted to talk to them in case, you know, they decided that it, they wanted to hire someone else. And I think the reason they're leaving the GM position open, Bob, is because sometimes to get that kind of a person from another organization, you have to be able to promote them. So I'm looking through, like, Darsh to me is an interesting one because that would be a promotion for him and his background is not the same as Dubas is. Yes. But I wonder if it's going to be Bob. I don't see it being Cheka. I wonder if it's going to be someone a little younger or who doesn't have a lot of experience yet, but, you know, is someone who Pittsburgh kind of looked at. Like like a guy like Evan Gold from Boston. Darsh is another one. Um, I'm trying to remember who else they kind of interviewed there. Greeley? Like those kinds of people. Greeley, but I, I wonder how similar to, to Dubas would think he is to him, but Greeley is another name, yes. Um, I wouldn't think it would be a Jason Botterill who interviewed in Pittsburgh. I'm thinking someone younger who hasn't been a GM, this would be a promotion for them and a step up to where they're going. So that's kind of where, like, you know, that he interviewed uh, Kate Madigan and Megan Duggan from New Jersey, or not he interviewed, but Pittsburgh interviewed them. Like somebody whose profile is kind of like that yeah. is what I'm wondering about. Well, do like Brandon, still. like the, the the name everyone's talking about from Toronto is Brandon Pridham. Yep. I'm I'm not convinced that he's going to go. I you know I I'm not in his head. I don't know what he's thinking, but I think Toronto's going to do whatever they can to keep him. And don't forget that Brendan Shanahan was the guy who brought Pridham out of the. NHL offices to work for the Maple Leafs. We're joined by Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. When does Gary Bettman talk? Is it today or tomorrow? Tomorrow. 
Is it possible Ottawa could be settled by then? I mean, I know I saw a tweet from you earlier in the week that was saying that this thing maybe wasn't coming along, and then it was interesting. Bruce Garriott posted a story a little bit later on, which kind of almost made me wonder whether or not somebody had reached out to Bruce. Uh, but uh, what are you hearing on the Ottawa ownership situation? Do they want to have this? Well, they don't want it taken away from the league, from the Stanley Cup final, right? But but you know what? The thing about Bob, the thing about that Bob is that if they if they meet, like Batman meets with the media tomorrow before Game One. Yeah. If Ottawa's being sold for a billion or a billion two, like that's a positive story for him. He's right? going to want to get it out I, there. I, I, he would love to talk about that. So I think there was some hope that maybe they could do it, but I just don't know how how realistic it is. Look, I it's been a really tough process. I I think that you know what I was talking about this week. Some people took issue with it, and that's fine. Like that, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Sure. Um, I, I just think that I think there's one bidder at the front in terms of the number he bid, and that's uh, Apostolopoulos. And I think the 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 Hey, look, like people are trying to make the most money out of this. They're trying to they're trying to squeeze the juice as much as they can, and the bidders who are behind them, who are Andlauer, the Kimmel family, and Nico Sparks, like they're trying to see can you get closer. And there's other things too. There's background checks. There's are we sure you have the money that you say you have? What's yes. the ratio between debt and equity? All that stuff. Um, it's been a longer process than anyone thought or hoped, but if it ends up if it ends up being announced for a billion or a billion two or whatever, that's a big success. And I think they would like to do it before Batman uh, speaks. But I'm like, look, like we're already what uh, with uh, two forty three Eastern time on Friday. Can they get? Can we get something in two hours? Elliot, I gotta tell you, like I don't mean to be uh, raining on people's parade here. Don't they need a new building too? Well, I think that's going to be all part of the conversation. Uh, well, I think they're, I think they're going to get it. I, I do. I all, think, all right. I, I just, yeah. how, like, and I'm serious about this because, you know, now we stayed out at Brook Street probably for me 13 of the 15 years that I've done the games. This was the first. You guys, this is the first. You year. guys need a better. Uh, you guys need a better. Uh, we changed. Hotel setup. We changed this yeah. year. Okay. I just, <laughs> I, I don't see it. Like it. That's a tough city, to. You know, you have a lot of government employees, which is not to say they're not hockey fans. It's just that, you know, maybe they don't have, you know, small business companies, as an example, that can write off a percentage. Of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm just amazed they can get a million bucks for a team in Ottawa. I, or a billion okay, bucks. Okay, Senators fans, his, his Twitter handle is at Bob Stoffer. I think Bob there's good fans. Stoffer. I'm just like, realistically, I'm looking at a billion dollars. I mean, how much was Seattle? It, it does not. It, it does not matter. People will not handle this rationally. Anyway, yes, Bob, yes. Bob, Seattle was six fifty. Yeah. Um, you know what, Bob? You know you're right. Like, like I will say this. Like, some of the bidders have uh, have indicated, and, and people who've either looked at it and gotten out, or people who are still in. And they say there is there will be a challenge to making that much money here. There's no question about that. But Bob, like, first of all, one thing is, that if it gets announced as a billion or a billion two, Expansion. is that is that the hold on? Is that the value of the hockey team? Not necessarily. It's the value of the hockey team plus the real estate. And that's what this is. Like that whole thing that Remington was there for yep. with Ryan Reynolds is they wanted the real estate. Yeah. And like, I know that company, Remington, my father used to do business with them. They were in it 
they saw it as a very lucrative real estate play. And everybody here looks at it the same way. Why they got out is because they wanted the exclusive window and they couldn't get it. And for good reason. Like the lawyers and the financial yeah. people I know said there was no way the NHL or the Sanders could have given that to them. But like, that's the thing. Like, this is a real estate play. And you wouldn't have all these people talking about that kind of money if it didn't have a chance to work. Elliot, is it possible if Batman can get a billion for that franchise that that sets the mark of the standard for potential expansion franchises in the future? Well, first of all, I think you're going to hear some other teams potentially go for sale or investigate the sale market just to see, okay, if they're worth that, what are we worth? Like, someone says, what's a team worth? My answer is what someone's willing to pay for it, right. as in almost anything else. Now, I know now the expansion thing is interesting. You're referring to a podcast we had today on our 32 Thoughts podcast with Ryan Smith. And Ryan Smith owns the Utah Jazz and Real Salt Lake of Major League Soccer. And he went on record. Like, I'd heard he'd met Gary Bettman for dinner, and he did in March after an NBA Board of Governors meeting in New York. They met for dinner, and he wants in the NHL. And Salt Lake City is expected to get the Winter Olympics in 2030 or 34, and with that is going to be a new arena. Now, he says he can live with the arena for time to time now, but he wants the NHL. And I will say this. I think he's going to get it one way or the other, Bob. Like, the reason I found out about it was someone told me because they said the NHL needs this guy in their league. There's a push for him, and the league likes it. So I don't know when, I don't know who, expansion or move, but we're going to have an NHL with Salt Lake City at some point. Hmm. Interesting. Elliot Freeman joining us. Let's do some quick hitters. Calgary coaching front. What do you got? Yeah, I heard they're interviewing some of the younger contenders first and then some of the veterans. I think they narrow it down next week, maybe. Uh, like their three internal candidates, Kirk Muller, Ryan Huska, Mitch Love. I think they were planning interviewing Gerard Gallant, although I don't know if they've done it yet. I, they were, I heard Mark Savard. I heard Alex Tongay. I, I heard now Pascal Vincent, if he doesn't get the job in Columbus. So it's a big list. They started this week. I assume they're going to whittle it down over the next few days. Rangers. I like the way you say that. Uh, I have always leaned towards Peter Laviolette in this. Uh, I think he's in New York today. We'll find out. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot with the Boston Bruins. I have a prediction. One of Jake DeBrusque or Taylor Hall. Boston's got to move some uh, money on the wings to center. One of those two guys will be gone by uh, the start of free agency in 2024, so within 13 months. Okay, well, I mean, I would say this. As I wrote today, I think they are trying to keep Tyler Bertuzzi. Okay. So... You, what that you would add to, to it. That him? would add to yes. it then. Yes. Yeah. So what what do you got to do around him to get yeah. it done? You think St. Louis would move uh, one of their further down number ones for a guy like Jake? I I I don't want to say Jake specifically, but I do think they will move one of their further down number ones. Yes. For for some immediate. I mean, Jake's a good player. So I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, I'm not knocking Jake DeBrusque. Like, uh, first of all, he's a good player, and number two. I don't want Louie to punch me in the face. I found with Louie, if you punch him back, what do I get? Yeah. Uh, you can lose a wrestling match in a hurry to Louie. That's all I'm going to tell you, especially in Long Island. Not that I'm saying that may have happened, but <laughs> it may have happened. 
You're hearing oh anything on the Oilers front? Pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, to me, I, I think the biggest question is just how you're going to create some more flexibility, some room. Yeah. Um, like I've heard all the Yamamoto rumors. They're, they're definitely out there. Um, but I, I think that, I, I think the biggest question is how you're going to create some more room. And, uh, like, I, like again, you know, I, like, I have been all over the place today. Somebody said Carlson was brought up again yesterday, Eric Carlson. Really? I, I think I, I think you guys will kick tires on that, but I, I don't think that's I, – I think it's just so hard for you guys to do. Like, the, but the one, thing I, the one thing I will say is that I really do think that there is an overall feeling in your organization to be bold because your window is now. Yeah. I definitely think that is there. I absolutely believe in that. Like, you guys are in go-for-it mode, and if there's something out there you guys think, even if it's, I don't know if risky is the right word, but it's big, if you guys think it'll help, I, I don't think you're going to be afraid to do it. I think you're loading up for the next couple of years. So for all the uh, gamblers out there, we're now going to put you on the spot. I got Vegas in five. I'm at 50% so far in the playoffs, seven and seven. Who do you got in the final? I got Vegas in seven. Why? Florida's better than that. I think Vegas is a little bit of a better team, but, you know, we've all been kind of underestimating and disrespecting Florida. I've decided I'm going to stop doing that. Uh, try to enjoy Vegas. Uh, you've done a great job with us so far. How closely are, we, well, are you? Well, you know what? Without naming the I'm hotel. In, I'm not that close. I'm actually sitting in the stands right now at the arena. Um, Sportsnet, uh, they're obviously where they put us. They're concerned for our lack of discipline so mm -hmm. we're not that close but first of all we're in vegas there's no complaining and secondly i have no doubt bob with the group of crazies that i'm hooked up with here we'll have a good time you know what they say elliot what, what happens in vegas beats you home <laughs> ever since these damn folds it used to be what happens in vegas stays in vegas and now it's what happens in well, vegas beats you home not, nothing stays anywhere anymore bob no, nothing no kidding stays anywhere thanks anywhere. a lot for squeezing us in on a busy day for you hey, no worries bob have a great weekend there you go that is elliot freeman from nhl hockey and rogers for our friends at abe's door service guests and orders now receive gift certificates to roost chris steakhouse it's the greatest steak you've ever had follow the sizzle to jasper avenue 9990 jasper avenue tell chris and chef l Half that Oilers now sent you. Bob Stoffer um, with you, along with Brendan Escott and Aiden Gadden. And we'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. Fifty-four in Edmonton, Brendan. What's that from? About 1976, 77. <laughs> Where are we at with that one, Aiden? I don't know. It's, uh, you know 1976. 76 <laughs> is the official answer there. That we know it from Anchorman, right? Yeah, Starlight <laughs> Vocal Band. Is that that's that is a yeah. one-hit wonder? A little bit of yacht rock for you, uh, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Aiden Ganim, uh, with you in orders now. So. Um, I do recall Dustin Penner actually referencing that song during a uh, media availability when he was with the Edmonton Oilers back in about, it might have been the 2000, one of the years that that, that came out and he referenced, uh, do you recall the sequence from Acre Man when that? 
you know what it was, it was pretty funny so while that is a yacht uh, that's a yacht rock hit all day long man and a one hit wonder that is one of the creepiest looking bands you'll ever see in your life like it is that's the thing that ends up being a Netflix miniseries that one <laughs> like if you look at a couple of dudes in that band oh man kind of looks what's the guy's name that was it uh, the PLK was somebody will know this uh, the Wichita uh, M, not MLK BLK, uh, there was a guy that was got away with some murders back in, and then they finally caught him like 15 or 18 years later and he bore a striking resemblance to one of the two uh, male singers that were a part of the star uh, light vocal band from back in the day not BTK. VTK, yeah, BTK. BTK guy, yeah. Look, look at the actual facial on him and then look at the face of one of the dudes of that band, man. It's 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 a little bit freaky Friday. <laughs> We're having some fun on today's edition of Oilers now. Um what did you think of Elliot's rationale that he could see the Oilers potentially trying to do? I don't know how they do something super bold. I mean, they've got to get they've got to get Bouchard signed. They need him to bridge. I think they could. Logic dictates to me one point seven five to two million times three for a guy like uh, McLeod. I could see Bouch coming in at three two five or three five on about a two year term or bridge deal. Then it's going to cost him because he's going to put up big points. I, I mentioned it before, I could see Yanmark and Ryan maybe not even getting what they got last year. I really like Bukestead. I think he's going to get paid. 17 goals, six foot six, right shot center. Someone's going to give him two, two plus. I mean, like, tell me Anaheim doesn't want to get better. Chicago doesn't want to get better. They need to step up and sign a couple guys. What do you think, Brendan? Yeah, it's nice to be in a position where it seems like all of these guys would love an opportunity to play with Edmonton. So if Bukestad decides that winning is more important than another million dollars per season, then maybe you do get to keep him around. But that's that's luxury optimism thinking up here. It's uh, it's probably more likely that we see a lot of small moves made around. Like the, Think about the, the seismic moves that have been made in the last couple off seasons. They've brought in uh, uh, Hyman and Kane. They have re-signed uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You know, they made the trade in season for Ekholm. Like, these are huge moves. They've, they've made some big moves, and they've improved their team. It's going to be interesting to watch the rest of the way. It's 12.58 at Edmonton. We're going to talk to Brian Lawton coming up at 105 for Wow Factor Desserts and uh, have a discussion point on whether or not the landscape has shifted in terms of the Oilers' ability to procure talent and recruit. This is Oilers Now. Off to uh, the biggest fan of uh, Jensen Interceptor that I know of, Randy Kilburn, uh, with the Global News Weather Traffic Update. Speaking of Yacht Rock, tiny thing. we got to come back with that at some point during today's show. Randy Kilburn up next with a Global News Weather Traffic Update.